What's up, guys? You guys are listening to The Rebuild on Shared in Life Radio. I'm your host, Phil, in studio. Looks like we got quite the issue with this gain. Somebody put that up to 20. Don't know why. Might have been Tyler, our uh, technical director, who uh, has been doing his show. I think it's Wednesdays at 8 p.m. if you guys want to check that out. Um, Obviously, you heard the Manny from the rotation right before me. Still, it's really loud. I don't like that. Um... Yeah, uh, before we get into the rebuild today, I just wanted to go over a couple things uh, in the world of fantasy hockey. Uh, So in in one of my leagues, I finished second overall, which uh, won me $100. But I was playing someone who finished obviously seventh, so not obviously uh, like someone who plays very much. Anyways, uh, we had uh, basically, I had one more move left for the week. I made my move to try to win a certain stat, and the guy I'm playing against obviously doesn't make moves. That's why he's in seventh place. Uh, but yet you have the first place guy to come in, tell him to pick up a certain person to get him the win for sure, and that happened. And uh, we, uh, I'm not very happy about that. Obviously now I don't get to continue playing. If I knew the person I was playing was going to make a move, then uh, I would have made a different move. Obviously it's my fault. I get that, but. Uh, just a little bit of collusion there. Uh, I, I don't think there's a there's a high respect factor in regards for uh, the other players. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it at that, and we'll get into uh, the rebuild for March eleventh, two thousand nineteen. It's 2:03 here, guys. Uh, the Leafs uh, are back home tonight from their three-game road trip uh, across the Western Canada teams. So they went uh, Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton, and came out with a possible a five out of a possible six points. So a very successful trip for the Leafs. Uh, it started last Monday night in Calgary, thinking that would be the the hardest out of the three games that they have to play. Uh, pretty great, pretty great game actually. I think that. Frederick Anderson really stood on his head in the first two periods, uh, letting the Leafs get the lead and then um, also letting them not letting Calgary back into the game, uh, which furthermore basically just helped the Leafs win. So um, I think it was a 6-1 victory, and uh, the Leafs had goals from uh, Hyman had two, Ennis had a hat-trick, and uh, Marner threw in one late. Not that I don't, I don't think it matters very much for that goal, but... Uh, it was just like an accident goal, like most, like mostly, like mostly Marner's goals are accidents. I would say so. It was funny to say. Sorry, it was six-two. Calgary uh, did put one in uh, later in the game as well. Yeah, in the third period. But Tyler Ennis getting on um, the board three times. Uh, pretty interesting issue because obviously with the acquisition of Nick Patan at the trade deadline, we got uh, Tyler Ennis back from his ankle injury. I think Patan was acquired to. Obviously, change it up from Lindholm, but also add a little, add more depth, more speed, more skill depth uh, on the fourth line because of potential injuries that are going to occur, and also to, uh, also to, I guess, mask the injuries that they had at the time as well. Kadri, um, Paten- or sorry, Kadri and Ennis, and then also uh, the two D Dermot and Gardner who are out. Um, so Patan played on the last Saturday, like we talked about last week, scored that goal. Ennis came in for Patan. Uh, I guess he's just switching them around. Babcock is that that is, I mean, and uh, Ennis comes in and scores a hat trick. So, I mean, at this point, you can't really take Ennis out. So um, Wednesday night, uh, we'll just keep going this way. Wednesday night, uh, they took out Gautier and played the three speedy kids, more Ennis and uh, Patan. And I, I saw them a lot in the offensive zone, but 
I thought they were giving the puck away a lot, and it wasn't very, a very good. I mean, you never had them play together before, and I don't think you're going to see that again. Obviously, Saturday, you bring the GOAT back. Moore comes out. Kadri comes back in. Brown moves to the fourth line, and uh, that's what you get, a pretty good fourth line with Brown, Ennis, and uh, Gauthier leaving Moore and Patan as your extra forward, which is pretty darn nice. Okay, um, but yeah, like I said, Anderson, I think, made the huge difference in that game, stopping Calgary early and then also not letting them come back um, throughout the game. Uh, 37 saves, 35, sorry, 35 saves, two goals against for a 946. Um, Marner put up three points in that one. As long as, so that was two three-point games in a row for uh, Marner. Hyman obviously making a huge impact again since he's been back, uh, nodding his uh, 14th and 15th goals of the season there. Oh, sorry, 15th and 16th. Uh, okay, so we move to Vancouver on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. start. Um, I mean, this is a game that earlier in this season we were really excited for. We had Elias Patterson uh, going through Ottawa, obviously scoring the hat-trick and the overtime winner, and then going into Montreal and then getting hurt by um, Kokaniami. Obviously, it was an accident that he was hurt, but... Uh, it allowed for well it didn't allow for him to play in Toronto on the Saturday night which was very and highly expected so um I mean this was not a very good game Anderson played mediocre everybody kind of played mediocre I think that I don't know I think that because I don't know it's it's a tough to say why but basically the Leafs just weren't in it and this is this is again the third or fourth game in a row we haven't even talked about it yet, that Austin Matthews has been invisible. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But Leafs weren't doing nothing, weren't doing anything. I mean, uh, they uh, were killing a penalty in a second period, um, midway through the second, and they were able to score. Marner made a beautiful play to Ron Hainsey, and then right at the end of the power play, sorry, right at the end of the penalty kill uh, Riley gets out of the box and follows it down and scores uh, as well so it was two nothing quickly in the span of about uh, 30 seconds they scored two goals um, and then that was pretty much it it was a very soft game there was not a lot of intensity not a lot of aggression not a lot of not a lot of anyone doing anything anyways in the span of two minutes uh, in the third period right at the start uh, Vancouver tied it up. Now, I don't know if that was a cause of uh, the Leafs not paying attention or the Leafs not uh, getting what they need done, but uh, Josh Levo ties it up on the power play. All, all heads turn there. Um, obviously, they uh, sold him for nothing, essentially. But, uh, yeah, it was 2 nothing. Luckily, they got to overtime, so Leafs got to steal a point there. Um, Edler, uh, especially... So after his interview, after the game, Edler scored the winner in overtime. Obviously, Vancouver won. Um he said he was tired at the end of the shift, and he was just dumping the puck on net and uh, going to the bench. So it went, ended up going in, and the Leafs took a loss there. Um, I think that was a very uh, uncharacteristic loss by the Leafs, and I think that uh, it's one one game they'd like to have back throughout the season, especially it being a Canadian matchup right there. Okay, and then we go to the all-touted uh, matchup on Saturday night with... Um, Obviously, Connor McDavid housing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, this was, um, I mean, the Oilers' record against the Leafs hasn't been too good in the in the past, and uh, I, I don't see it getting better for for a while. 
Um, anyways, Nazem Kadri back into the lineup. Like I said, um, that allowed for Gauthier to slide back in, along with moving Connor Brown down to the fourth line, uh, pairing with Ennis. So, like I said, leaving Moore and Batan out on the outskirts. Um, first period, I mean, pretty much was all Leafs. Anderson made a couple big saves, but I really felt like the Leafs were much stronger than the Oilers in this one. Uh, Morgan Riley scoring his 18th goal on the power play from a shot from the point. Um, Kadri getting an assist right back into play. That's good for him. And then we had uh, JT halfway through the second, uh, scoring a pretty nice goal, um, making it 2-0. And in the third period, uh, Jake Muzzin uh, scored a, a, off a brilliant pass by William Nylander. So uh, Tavares pretty much gained the zone entry, turned his back to the defenseman, hit, uh, hit Nylander, who was streaking in. Beauty Swedish sauce over to Jake Muzzin, who made no mistake by just putting it in the back of the net, 3 nothing. But for some reason, I guess the Leafs lulled off in the in the at the end of the at the end of the third and let the, let Nugent, uh, Drysaddle, and McDavid obviously got some points there. And um, with only a minute and a half left, and then Cluffbaum again scoring in another thirty seconds, so making it three two. Um, in this one, Anderson played all right except for those two blurps at the end of the game, putting up a nine thirty nine. Um, I thought Anthony Stollars played exceptional. I think that was his first actual start of the season and uh, made uh, 37 saves on 40 shots. So a 9.25 with the loss, I mean, you can't really get mad about that uh, considering the team uh, that they're putting out in front of them. All right, we're going to come back after the break and get into a couple things involving uh, Austin Matthews being uh, invisible. Uh, We're going to talk about... Uh, the Leafs needing to start and finish on time, as well as um, a, a little bit of some other stuff. And then uh, we're going to take you into some NHL news, and then later we're going to set you up for the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning, who are in town tonight. Hey guys, we're back on Sheridan Life Radio. You guys are listening to The Rebuild here in studio. Mike sounds a little bit better there. It was way too loud before. Okay, so, like I said earlier, we're going to talk about uh, the invisible Austin Matthews. Um, hasn't really made an appearance in about five games, I would say. Um, okay, three. But, I mean, let us it's really five. Um, my issue, I don't really have an issue with it. I just kind of think if you're setting up to be paid $11 million a year for the next five years, you... Um, really need to have more intensity and more um, overall impact on the game. Um, now, I don't think this is... A lot of people get into time on ice and um, that kind of stuff, but uh, realistically, uh, time on ice is not an issue here. Um, if you... I mean, you have enough wealth on your team where I don't think uh, ice time it should ever be an issue. You get... Um, even if he's getting 18 minutes a game you got to be able to do something with that too much time on the ice. It's almost a full period of, of the game you're on for. So Matthews is pointless in four, one assist in one, sorry, pointless in three, one assist in the last five games before this dry spell, uh, which is not an unknown factor uh, that Matthews seems to have throughout his career. Um, he came back from, nope. He was good, so one, two, three, oh, no, so he didn't really string much together. Um, like, obviously, he's got 60-something points and whatever games, right? Like, he's over a point a game, which makes him a good player, but, I mean, points isn't everything. Second assists are a stat, and even a lot of assists aren't 
necessarily what causes the goal. Um, so, and look at the teams we're playing against. It's Buffalo, Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton. Now, is he just taking a back seat and uh, just kind of... I don't know, not trying because we are playing these worst teams and he wants to come out against the better teams. I mean, that's something you could say. Um, what's a veg? Vegas Golden Knights. They have it here as V-E-G. That doesn't make any sense. But anyways, um, um, yeah, he's averaging 22 shifts a game, 18 minutes. And uh, first, if you want to look at shots, I mean, uh, they don't even have that on here anymore. Hey, eh? Yeah, they don't count that. Um I, I just don't like his performance. There we go. Four, five, four, four. So he is getting his, his what his average in shots are. Um, the only issue is he's not getting anything now. Is that Johnson and Janssen and Kapanen? Is there a switch coming? Like, is he waiting for Nylander? Um, I really don't know. And it's it's tough to say with all of this stuff going on. Um, I, I mean, he, he's known for going on dry spells and then exploding through five to ten games in points and then going on dry spells and doing the same thing over and over again now. Is it that we're seeing or is it just something else? Because ever since he's got this contract, I, I just don't see the Matthews where that the, the Leafs signed for $11 million. The the guy with flair, the guy with uh, not attitude, but in the right moment, a little bit of, uh, of personality. And um, definitely the drive to want to score and want to dominate the game the way we know he can, the way obviously Kyle Dubas and the rest of the Maple Leaf management thinks that he can. Um, it's a very dangerous situation. Uh, I think that... Um, Obviously, Tampa Bay Lightning is definitely a game that he needs to come up for. And if you're going to be playing Boston in the first round, you can't be this lovey-dovey Austin Matthews skating all over the ice type of guy. You need to be throwing your body. You need to be scoring goals. You need to be providing offense and leading the team on the bench and as an example in the dressing room and off the ice. If he can come to fruition with all of that, I think that uh, it's going to be really beneficial for the Leafs. I think that they're having trouble winning games now, and I think that Matthew's not being interested or involved, or what's the word I want to use, engaged in the game, is one of the biggest things the Leafs are facing right now. And it's coming, it's, it's Matthew's, like, it's, it's, it leads into my next point where, like Babcock always says, the Leafs need to show up on time and score and win in the first period. For a long time, Matthews was that guy who was able to score five minutes into a game, first, second shift, almost every game, get the Leafs up one nothing, get the Leafs going, and I think that without that, it's really kind of giving the Leafs a, a lull. And then, not only starting on time, I think that they need to finish on time as well. Their last game, they let in the two goals against Edmund in the last minute and I just think you, you got to come and play for a full 60 minutes and more if you're going to be going into overtime look at that up two nothing against Vancouver three goals unanswered and then they lose so something not pretty is going on around the Leafs organization and like I said again it might just be uh, that you're playing non-playoff teams but it, it shouldn't matter every team in the NHL has the possibility of winning every single night and I think that if you have if you don't have your guys engaged and you don't have your guys wanting to play and willing to play for the full 60 minutes then maybe it's a coaching thing maybe it's a maybe there's something else going on behind the scenes that we're not seeing just something to think about Boston Bruins lost last night uh, ending a 19 game consecutive point streak to the Pittsburgh Penguins 3 to 1 might have been 4 to 1 with empty net I'm not sure um that was huge for the Leafs Boston obviously 
getting so many points. They seem to do that every single year. Um, so right now the Leafs have a game in hand, which is tonight against Tampa. So massive two points if they can grip that. And uh, are four points behind, so potentially one point, potentially two points behind if they can grab two tonight. Even getting one would be nice, I would say, for the Leafs tonight. Um, and if you want to talk a little about, but a little bit about the standings before we get into it, uh, when we come to NHL news in the next segment, um, Caps again leading uh, by four points at the top of theirs. Tampa Bay by five, fifteen. So their Presidents Trophy shoe-ins. They've already clinched a playoff spot. Um, Wild card right now, Carolina and uh, Blue Jackets, who are tied with Montreal with a game in hand. Um, Montreal, obviously, is going to have a tougher time going through here. Columbus Blue Jackets. Flyers, I think, are done. They're five points back in Montreal, so that's pretty much your race right here. Um, Ottawa's actually been eliminated from the playoff contention uh, with a measly 52 points in 69 games. Um, just looking at the rest of the Leafs' schedule uh, for the rest of the year, obviously Tampa's tonight. Um, Wednesday night they have the Blackhawks and then Friday they have the Flyers in here and then at Ottawa on Saturday so uh, quite the week but I mean Blackhawks Flyers sends you're playing 2.5 non-playoff teams there that should be six points and then Tampa who knows um, but then they're at Nashville at Buffalo in the next week so not the best that's a back-to-back and then you got Rangers Florida back in Toronto Flyers sends Islanders on the road, Carolina Tampa at home, and then the season's ended in Montreal on April 6th, 2019. It's going to be interesting. I think that obviously there's 14 games there to come over Boston with one game in hand, but a potential two points behind. So, I mean, anything is possible. Matthews needs to kind of step his game up. Can Marner hit 100 points? Guess we're gonna find out. Time for the weather and traffic report. It's finally two degrees outside today in Oakville. Uh, twenty-three, de- or sorry, uh, twenty-three um, kilometers per hour of wind. Um, we could see our first twenty-degree day of the year this week. So, um, obviously, looking at uh, four tomorrow, five on Wednesday, thirteen on Thursday, um, eight Friday, back to zero on Saturday. So, we're back. Uh, the QEW is uh, flying right now. You can go wherever you want. Uh, not, it won't take you very long. Just a little bit heavy as you are going westbound uh, past Winston Churchill down uh, near Ford Drive. Sheridan College is accepting applications for paid positions on one of the one of its councils. Ten student positions are available on the Sheridan Senate. The group makes decisions that impact Sheridan College's academic policies and the quality of its academic programming. Students need to fill out a Senate nomination form to be considered for the position. They have until March 22nd at 1 p.m. to submit their forms. The forms and other information on the Sheridan Senate can be found on the Sheridan College website. Uh, weather brought to you by the Weather Network and traffic brought to you by Global and uh, news brought to you by our very own Brandon Rollo on Shared and Life Radio. All right, guys, we're back on the rebuild here in studio with host Phil Congo on Shared and Life Radio. Uh, so some NHL news to go over uh, with you guys today. Um, uh, What's his first name? Voracek. Jakob. Jakob Voracek. Suspended two games 
for a hit on uh, Saturday night, uh, as well as Eichel suspended for two games with the same sort of thing. Um, gotta watch those headed hits, guys. Uh, the NHL's really cracking down, down on it, and even McDavid got a two-game suspension, so they're not going to be taking it easy on other star players around the league, so... Um, you just got to be careful out there. I mean, that type of thing. Like, you, they also got, or Voracek at least, also got a five-minute major in the game. So um, they're appealing his suspension. But, I mean, by the time they're done appealing his suspension, yeah, he'll probably get his money back. but um, Or at least some of it back. But he's going to serve both games. So uh, not much they can do there to get out of that one. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury of the Vegas Golden Knights passes, passes Jacques Plount for eighth in all-time wins with 438 with uh, his win. Um, I think it was last night, yep, against the... No, they lost last night against the Calgary Flames. Um, they played Saturday night, and that's where he got that win. Um, Harry Howell dies at 86 years old, longtime Ranger. He holds the record for most games played by a Ranger. Um, obviously, uh, there's going to be some ceremonial procedures taking place tonight and uh, throughout the week. Um, obviously, Harry was a, a great... A person for the league and also um, the the a huge community involvement uh, for the uh, New York Rangers. So um, I mean, it, it's it's obviously everybody dies, but it's good to uh, see the league honoring players. What's his name? Barkov, Alexander Barkov. Finnish, surprisingly, had a five assist night on uh, Friday there, setting a Florida franchise record. Um, Barkov is soaring in points this year and uh, has a pretty good chance at becoming, obviously the he'll lead the Florida Panthers in points, um, but he's uh, kind of making his way up the ladder here. It tied for 15th with uh, 30 goals and 47 assists, um, grabbing that minus 11. Obviously Kucherov is leading the way with 110, Kane, McDavid, one behind, Crosby, McKinnon. So very good season for Crosby once again. Um, Landis Cog is going to be out for four to five weeks, ultimately ending Colorado's playoff chances. Um, we'll take a closer look at that right now just to let you know if that's actually a thing, which it is. They're, uh, they're, that's so tight in the West there, so... Dallas Stars, 75, Minnesota Wild, 74, Coyotes, 73, Colorado, 72. Um, 69, 68 games played. Uh, there's not much. Dallas could hop with St. Louis, uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. So it's really coming down to these last 15 games for both of these teams. It'll be quite interesting to see what happens there. And lastly, Eric Carlson looks like he's out for the remainder of the season. Not, not. It's not like a, they didn't put a statement out saying that, but he, just by what he's said in his interviews, uh, the media has basically concluded on the fact that um, he's going to be out resting that groin until the playoffs. Um, I think that's a great decision considering uh, San Jose is pretty locked in into that playoff spot with what's going on in the bottom of the Western Conference standings. And um, yeah, who knows? I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see um, Eric Carlson after the season. I think that's where the news really is. Anyways, uh, we're going to take our final break and come back at you with um, our setup for the Tampa Bay Lightning at the Scotiabank Arena tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're listening to The Rebuild on Shared in Life Radio. Hey guys, we're back in studio on The Rebuild. You guys are listening to Shared in Life Radio. So, Tampa Bay is in town tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Obviously, there is a lot to... Uh, look towards uh, 
both two pretty stacked teams. You're going to have quite the matchups going on uh, in terms of depth, goaltending, first, second line, everything. Um, no, everyone may not know the lineup for the Tampa Bay Lightning. You got Stamkos, Palat, Miller, Point, Johnson, Kucherov, Kalorn, Sorelli, Joseph, um, and then Pocket, Ernie, Gord. So Gord, like, for example, started on the first line this year, and uh, look at him now, he's on the fourth line, so that just shows how deep their team is getting. 